Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Ir Liana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology, episode 130. Whoop. Okay, the new moon. This is what we're going to chat about today and just some thoughts. Um, I haven't done any real research this time around, still recuperating from the webinar, which is all about eclipse season. If you're interested, you can always just contact me below. I'll help connect you with that. But um, just to start off, um, a couple of funny stories, right? <laughs> Maybe it'll be a tradition. Um, the, remember the surge protector from the previous episode? I had that surge protector that got hit with a what is it in your house, the brownout, or you know, when your lights blink on and off and everything resets? Well, it, it set off my surge protector and it was just going, going, going. Usually it's like five minutes, it'll beep, and then it's, you know, five minutes worth of battery backup. This thing went on for days. I had to take it outside and I put it outside the house. And it was like, it was, you know, I think it was just Mercury's last laugh, you know, as it was leaving the shadow retrograde period. And the day um, it was still going, I met then the day after the shadow ended, that was the end. It finally died. It <laughs> went on for like three days. It was so crazy. I was going to like walk into Office Depot with this thing beeping. Like, what, did you ever see anything like this before? <laughs> it was so crazy. So surge protector gone, heading for the dump. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say was funny is, I'm um, shopping for a car and um, I'm looking, of course, I've looked at like, I swear a thousand cars, <laughs> photos online. And um, one of them, I'm looking at the VIN number, you know, which is the, on the plate that's on the inside of the door. And what I noticed in one of them, you know, they had photographs and somebody photographed this VIN plate and it had the day and the date and the year of the manufacturer usually it would just be like october of whatever year but this had the full day so of course what do you think i did take a follow guess <laughs> working too hard went over whipped out my chart you know software and voila i'm like no i'm not going to buy this car um mercury is um the day this was made mercury was not retrograde but it was combust the sun under the beams of the sun and in a sign that which is not in its favor in, in Sagittarius that is not a powerful place for Mercury double whammo nah, no thank you so um can you imagine the conversation if they asked me at the showroom well Miss Samsara oh, why don't you want to buy this car well you see sir Mercury is in <laughs> and you think they've heard everything no they haven't heard an astrological excuse Anyway, so on we go. Uh, so this new moon uh, is um, sun and moon in Mars. So Mars is the host. Last month it was Venus. Now it's Mars. Mars ruling Scorpio. It the most powerful, potent uh, signature of this eclipse. It, uh, this eclipse <laughs> of this month is the new moon is in exact opposition with Uranus which is the change maker, the one who brings revolution, chaos, uh, sudden and shocking change, and but also enlightening and liberating, right? We have to see all sides of this diamond. And, um, and of course, this month is, this is the new, this is the last new moon before our eclipse season. So our eclipse season starts with the November 19th lunar eclipse in Taurus, conjunct Algol, and uh, a very, very intense fixed star. 
And then um, we have the solar eclipse next month, but I wanna come loop back to the theme around intense and sudden change and getting out of our comfort zone and really going deep. Scorpio is always demanding, no surface talk here, right? Everything is just deep and cathartic and profound and intense and transformative through crisis often, not comfortable, right? Well, the fact that, um, Venus is uh, ruling in the opposition with Uranus, right? So Venus, because Uranus is in Taurus and Venus is the ruler of Taurus. So it has a real uh, flavor. It's really pushing us to invent like new radical new agreements around love and peace and harmony, radical new ways to eat, uh, to connect with each other, to nourish ourselves, to nourish the earth. I think of that book Eat and the movie Eat, Pray, Love, you know? <laughs> um, we, this is definitely a wake-up call to um, our comfort zone and our habits that we're, we have been really unconscious or just not conscious enough. Um, I just noticed in the, um, the other day um, in, in the news, it says, well, not, actually it was today, um, here's our ha welcome to the new moon in Scorpio opposing Uranus. I said this in the last episode that we'll you know, look to see around breakthroughs with vegan, vegan themes and such. Well, here we are. Helsinki, the capital city of Finland, um, declared that it will no longer serve meat dishes at seminars, staff meetings, receptions, and other events to reduce the carbon footprint of city. So talk about conscious uh, planning around food and a whole new way of looking at food. So the city government plans to offer instead vegetarian food and fish. So it won't be just vegan, but it, it's sustainable. So the fish is sustainable local fish. So I just thought that was pretty amazing that um, this was, uh, was this during the COP26 conference? Let me see, I'm gonna check this out. Um, yeah, it's um, the communications director told the Associated Press um, that the changes take effect in January and it will, um, uh, it's run by, the city has about 650,000 residents. So that's, that's something else there. Um, anyway, um, and then um, also coffee, tea, oat milk, and items like bananas offered at events. I love the way they just slip oat milk in there. It's like, I love you, Finland. You know, it's so cool. Like not just, not almond milk, that's old hot. No, it's oat milk. <laughs> but um, all that has to be um, sourced from fair trade producers. And you, they won't allow snacks and refreshments served in single use containers. So again, it's about reducing the climate um, impact of food and reducing the amount of natural resources used by the city. So yay, Finland, this is groundbreaking. And I, this will become the norm as we move forward. We were no longer, can we afford, as, as we have seen so much, especially this year with these earth changes and forest fires and climate change and such, we can't afford to be un, unconscious anymore. So, um, that's one example of this uh, new moon arrival with the, the confront with Uranus. You know, it's that the opposition is always around how do we integrate this? How do we invent and we, how do we meet um, our fears with innovation? You know, <laughs> how, do we, how do we move and transform ourselves in innovative ways, especially around the food supply, around um, our, uh, our values and the things that are so dear to us? Um, another thing I wanted to mention was uh, plastic packaging, you know, um, just to think about, and I've been really mindful of how that is so um, 
prevalent now. Like you can't even go to the supermarket anymore and buy produce when the, the, the package, everything's in a package. You used to be able to buy celery or apples and things that had no plastic packaging. Now everything is in a plastic package and it hurts me to, to buy that stuff, you know, when, especially when there's no choice or it's extremely difficult to find a choice. Um, but it's just about being more mindful. But so if we can to buy produce, for example, outside of packages, um, I know for years and years and years, I've always used scrap paper. I love to write and make lists and things. And I'm such a nerd. They actually have a friend of mine who gives me, she, she has, you know, paper from her office work and such. And she'll, she'll come home every few months. She'll give me the big stack of paper that she's was ready to throw out, you know, and, and I just use the back of it. So um, I've been doing that, God, for decades um bottles and all last night i had this conversation with a friend of mine and she said you know um she said uh, she once was on a flight from like wisconsin and she she took this empty bottle that she had drunk from like a little you know water bottle or soda bottle she took it home with her in her suitcase because she knew that the, the next recycling place that she could go to was going to be home it wasn't going to be anywhere where she was. And I said, oh, I said, I don't think that she goes, I, you probably think that's crazy. I'm like, no, no, dude, I'm like totally there with you. I, I do the same thing. I have, I have driven home with things in the back of my car, like empty cans and bottles, just so I can throw them in the recycle bin. So it's just about being more, um, more conscious, waking up. Um, and it can be very, this, this lunar eclipse is, is you know, it's Kunjung Galgal. There's definitely some uh, sudden and dramatic change that could be very difficult to process, or we may it may not happen in our lives, but we may be witnessing it. So um, we'll talk about that more in, in a couple of weeks. But the uh, the thing I wanted to mention two more things. This will be a short broadcast. Um, that Venus is uh, tomorrow morning, six forty three a.m. on uh, Friday. Uh, Venus will enter the sign of Capricorn, zero degrees of Capricorn. So pay attention to the next few days with, with um, Venus at zero degrees of Capricorn. Why is that important? Well, it's because Venus normally takes around <clears throat> uh, three, well, what is, sorry, about four weeks, just about four weeks to go into, um, go to, to move through a sign. Well, in this case, it's going to be around for three months because Venus is gonna retrograde next month. And so it'll drag out this whole process, this whole journey that's going through Capricorn. It's like, oh my goodness. So from November 5th to March 6th. So what? that's three months, right? December, January, February. Yeah, wait, December, January, February, March. No, four months, goodness gracious, four months. And the thing about this is not only that it's in retrograde, but it's in retrograde in a sign that it's not comfortable in. Venus is not at home in the sign of Capricorn, right? So we we look at all these things for clues and what is it that we're being, um, what is it, where, where do we have to renegotiate and review the way in which we connect and relate with, with each other? This is, um, this is really big. Um, Venus is our, our not only our money and our, the money system and banks, but it's our, our what we value, what are our skills and resources and talents, you know, the conversation we have around self-esteem, uh, perhaps in, in view of the larger of society at, at large. Um, but um, Venus is in, um, you know, Venus in Capricorn is, uh, 
is is definitely um, you know it's not it's not like I said it's not the, it's not like she's in exile or fall you know but she's you know she's staying in Saturn's house so that's that's hard you know we want to be cushy and comfortable where we're sitting on our butt on a cold concrete floor it feels like you know so that's um it, it's not easy but um but we make the the most of it and and it's giving us an opportunity to again get out of our comfort zone and um and renegotiate on on a really macro level capricorn is about government and society and people in power and ceos and bosses and so i think we could see another huge facet of like the me too movement of uh, about women's and women's rights and um and also you know black lives matter um and uh, now the uh, Ahmad arbery trial is starting and uh, i noticed that in the jury selection they had they only have one black juror on the whole, like how that happened, right? Nobody's gonna let that go lightly. Um, but there again, we these, this is a very deep fundamental reassessment of our values um, for all of society. And um, and and what's it gonna take to, to create harmony long lasting, right? Venus and Saturn sign is like, hey, we, we don't want to just feel fluffy and good and surface good for like a little little bit of time. We want to fundamentally bring these changes into our society and like anchor them. Like what's what kind of legacy do we want to leave um, in that regard? As it regards personal lives in our own families, yes, um, we could be looking at family roots, genealogy. You know, we, we might find out about maybe there was some marriage or love affair in our family history that we we didn't know about, you know, or something with the conjunction with Pluto in the retrograde, totally lots of secrets will be coming up with when, and when it goes retrograde on December 19th. Um, but that's a story for another time. We're just going to give you the overview of that Venus into Capricorn. This is a three month journey into the underworld. Uh, so, um, well, the, the real underworld will start on, um, November, um, what day is that again? November 17th. So next week, Venus will enter shadow retrograde. So that'll be at 3.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday, November 17th. And, um, and so what that means is that, that Venus starts to slow down as, as it gets, as she's, it's starting to turn retrograde, it will like slow down and then it will station retrograde and then slowly do that U-turn, right? And then that whole journey is a whole alchemical process into itself. So even though it doesn't officially start retrograde until December 19th, the period from November 17th, so it's a month where it's the beginning of this process. And we, we can feel it if we really tune in, we can you know, really literally feel that uh, you know, as we become more mindful these shifts and then the things that we say or things that we think and the thing how we speak to each other and relate and the quality of our relationships so that's what's all coming up this is a major major thing um, you know to have not only venus uh, venus will go retrograde only every 18 months so the last time it was retrograde it was in gemini and it was in the late summer uh, late spring early summer just when covid had had its first wave and we were starting to come back out again that's when venus went retrograde um so now we're uh, completing another piece of this journey and uh, and there you have it so 
yeah, it doesn't happen much, but this time, especially, it's not only retrograde, but that conjunction with Pluto at 26 degrees of Capricorn, that's a deep, dark dive, you know, um, into the unknown, which brings me to my final um, point that I'd like to make is, you know, this month with the new moon in Scorpio, leaping into the unknown, and then that, you know, the opposition with Uranus can be a sudden leap, right, a sudden shift in food, in, in our relations, in our supply chains, in our food supplies, in, in our money system. These are collective, of course, um, but on a, on a personal level, new moon, uh, can, you know, just in terms of, um, I'm just here, ma major wake-up call, right, something out of the blue, but it's designed to liberate us, so it's not about, you know, these, Planets aren't here to make us miserable. They're our friends. We are all, you know, it's this divine cosmic dance. So, um, but often we are, especially in our society, we are afraid of the unknown, right? And so, um, you know, children's stories, you know, Hansel and Gretel in, this, in the deep dark forest and they're petrified, you know? And so we have this cultural conditioning of being afraid of the dark. Um, so leaping into the unknown is not comfortable, but it's something that we can just, practice prefacing and um and i would say too that um there i want to share there was a dream i had years ago when i was in a really really intense pluto transit which is hands down the most difficult period of my life that i've ever gone through it's about 10 about 10 years ago and um my parents had, well, no, my mom, my mom had passed away. And um, I had this dream. I had several very deep dreams during that time period because it was really signaling to me a major change was occurring in my life. The life that I had known was no longer. Thank you, Pluto. That's what it'll do, right? It takes it right out. Um, but the, the dream was I was standing on the edge of this cliff and it was, um, and then, and it was like out west in like a desert environment with this high, high cliff. And I was coming down the cliff with, um, you know, like repelling, you know, these people with their repelling lines. Well, I was, I went over this cliff and I was going down fast with these repelling. I mean, it was like really fast and it was kind of scary, but the, 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 in the dream, I was surrounded by six or seven, like very experienced, like mountaineering kind of guys, you know, the guys that like take you on these trips and they were with me. So we were all going down together. So it's like saying, look, I'm going to go into this deep descent, but I have help. And even though it was a very fast, scary descent, which it really was in real life, perfect symbology in this dream, um, I, I was helped along the way. Finally, I, it was almost like my feet were, you know, when you're running so fast down a hill, like your feet are out of control. It was like that, like I was just tumbling really fast with the ropes down to the bottom. And when I reached the bottom, it was a very, very almost vertical steep cliff. And when I got to the bottom, it was just this vast desert wasteland. There was no, nothing lush or green. It was all just sand, you know, scrub, kind of like Southern Arizona desert, you know, scrub, scrub plants and, and such, and just dry, 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 uh, not even water. It was just all sandy and dry. And, um, and that was the landscape that I was going to walk through and there were no roads, there were no signs, there was nobody there. It was just this huge expanse of 
desert wasteland. And that's exactly how my life felt for many years until I moved out of that. Um, but why am I mentioning all this? Because we might feel this kind of suddenness and change and, and it can be scary, but just know that we always have help, even if it's not seen, um, especially with Scorpio, that the help is, is in the invisible realms and, and the invisible realms that are guides and such are are directing people in this dimension that are, are assisting us. So it's um, just to be aware of that larger picture. Um, another dream I had one uh, was also at that time, which is again about feeling like you're out of control, but it was um, my, um, my dad was driving this car and we were coming into the tunnel at Grand Central Station. And there's two tunnels in Grand Central in Manhattan. One is uptown traffic and the other is downtown. Well, we were in the lane that was the downtown traffic lane, but we were driving uptown. So we were going against the current and the, the, the tunnel was very narrow and I couldn't open the door to get out because the tunnel wall was literally an inch from the door. So it was almost like claustrophobic. So I couldn't get out. There was nothing I could do. And the, the path was straight up like, like a hill in San Francisco. So you couldn't see ahead of you. It was just all you could see was that angular, you know, ascent. And I couldn't leave. I just had to keep going. And we were going at a snail's pace. And it's like, he was like pressing the, my, his foot to the pedal and, it was like just, it was like a stick shift where you can barely get this thing to move forward. And that's what was, I, I just remember feeling, oh my God, am I going to make it? Um, because it, it just seemed so impossible. And then at the very end, the road kind of cricked off to the right and then to the left. And I could see, oh, okay, I can see outside 46th Street, Park Avenue, all these buildings and sunshine. So it's like, oh, it's right there, but you just have to be patient and it'll be a slow go. And then you'll, just when you think it can't get any worse, there'll be this little crick and then you'll be done. You'll be, you'll be good. It's just gonna, you know, take a while. So um, I'm not talking about longevity here with the new moon in Scorpio in this particular conversation, but I am talking about the fact that sometimes we're in these difficult places where we're feeling out of control. And again, just to keep going, I'm just offering you these words of wisdom. So keep going and don't allow any interference from the outside and, and to steal your peace and just allow, know that there's a process here and it's not bad and wrong, if it, even if it is scary, um, there's something greater happening that we're not always aware of. And so um, just, you know, just to leave you with that. Uh, final note, uh, November is always World Vegan Month and um, being vegan, I'm very passionate about that. And so um, Helsinki leading the way with their, their meat-free city government uh, directive. And um, anyway, just here's an example as the new, the, the lunar eclipse will only be what a week before Thanksgiving. So we'll, Thanksgiving will take place in that very potent eclipse window. Can't think of a better time to consider um, vegan or going vegan or even just incorporating more vegan food into our diet and to not support the factory farming, which is so harmful to the animals. Um, so you could go online and research and, and on all that, but that's another level of, um, of consciousness that I'm just inviting you to um, all to take on and, uh, and dance with, you know, just 
play with it, um, see, just notice and notice and the, just being mindful of, wow, what does that mean when, when if you're, say you're eating meat and you're like, wow, how can I do that? I know for me, when I gave up eating meat years ago, the first thought I had was, oh my God, I'm going to be hungry. I'm not going to have enough to eat. I'm going to be scared that there's not enough variety for me. And nothing could be further from the truth. I have as much variety now as I ever did as a meat eater. There's, that was a complete illusion, fear that I needed to move through. And what I discovered was, yeah, plenty of stuff, no boredom, uh, plenty. And back then it was a lot harder. Now it's even easier. But even back then, I didn't find it difficult at all. So it's just something to think about, um, to consider, to try on, right? And um, as we leave the Gemini Sag eclipse axis and head into Taurus Scorpio, um, it was about driving, you know, the evolution, the collective evolutionary impulse was to try on new ideas. And so that's my little invite to you. What would it be like if you had a Thanksgiving where there was no cruelty, you know, like no animals were hurt in the making of this food? Um, plug for the best vegan butter, Miyoko's butter. Oh my God, totally outrageous. You'd swear it was real butter. I have to almost, I have to be very careful when I buy that because I would eat like the whole thing in like two days. <laughs> but it's that good. So anyway, I hope that um, that'll hold us until next week. So with that, I bid you all adieu um, until the next time. And um, I hope you have a great, great, outrageous new moon. Um, leave your comments below, like and subscribe and share if you would. Um, it's always great to hear from you. You can always reach me, Irliana, at starsoundastrology.com. And let me know how you're doing with this uh, new moon cycle. Okay, that's all for now. Thank you so very much. Um, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.